Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys. Wow, all right. <laughs> Way to go, Masters Matt. of the Geeky Verse. <laughs> nice. He'll 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 pick that up eventually. Yeah. You just started right out. Like you just went. You said you told me to go for it. I oh, okay. It. Maybe a little delay next time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to catch. You. I want to. But do that it. was good. Yeah. Good. Uh, good call. I am Toy Story. We're here with JJ, TC, and Bojo. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are we doing tonight? Doing good. Doing we good. We are great. Fantastic. Fantastic. I am Groot. I feel like I'm getting a little deja vu, but this is great. <laughs> so yeah, JJ, you want to explain a little? So bit? yeah, we 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 did record this last night. Uh, we uh, the, it was the three of us, three um, uh, Toy Story, TC, and myself, JJ. Um, we tried something new last night where we did it remotely, basically through Skype, and it kind of got all jacked up. Yeah, so we got to figure it out. So we'll, we'll figure Skype out so we could do this from our pleasures of our home. Because our goal. But it's always better in person. I it actually is. like it in person, but we, you know, we, yeah, whatever. It's not always feasible. Yeah. It's not always feasible. You're feasible. <laughs> Probably. So we're going to try. This is round two for <laughs> round the same two. episode. But yes. what's, what's nice about tonight is... Today was the opening of uh, the Happy Disney... accident. D23. Yeah. D23. Ended like... So they announced yeah. so much stuff. So we've got... We gotta, we're going to do a short episode here because we, we have an interview that we're going <laughs> to yeah. be playing yes. on this. Later on this episode, we will get to our interview with Kristen Gutsnuck. Gutsnuck. Woo! Yes. Yeah, she's an Love awesome her. artist. Yeah. Um, Bojo wasn't with us for that. But, I was uh, not. Yeah. But we had a great time with her. Uh, she's awesome. Definitely pick up her books, Henchmen. Henchgirl. Uh, Henchgirl, Henchgirl, sorry. Um, <laughs> and Making Friends. Making Friends, and Modern, Modern Fantasy. Fantasy. She did the art on that. It's Making Friends 1 and 2. <laughs> yes. Because yes. the out. new one dropped about two weeks ago. So, yep. And she has some uh, other projects going on. So stay tuned to what she's got going on and uh, we'll give her a follow. Yeah, that's so, coming up in a little bit though. Yep. So we've got a pretty heavy We've got a pretty heavy show here because there's so much news yeah. that came out today. We're going to try well, and tonight, just go right we're, like, It's happening right now. Yeah. Should, so we, gonna, should, we, should we start with that? We're going to try it. Let's, let's do what we can do. All right. Should we start right with into the, the geek beat? Let's go into the geek beat. So earlier this week, we got the news that Disney and Sony were no were not able to reach a deal to continue having Kevin Feige produce Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I think I did the same thing last night. You did. Eh. So basically what happened is um, the original deal was that Disney didn't put in any money towards these movies, the solo movies. They didn't get any profits. They only get got 5% of first day revenue from the theaters. Sony fully financed them and fully got all the all the rest of the profits. Um, now I guess Disney's seeing how much money they're making. They want a little piece of that. So well, they're proposing a 50-50 thing. I mean, you got to think of it from Disney's perspective. Is like they're definitely not gonna, they would definitely wouldn't have done that well without them. Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, you know, people wanted to go see those because he was part of the Avengers, not because it's just like, "Hey, I'm fighting Vulture." Yeah. You think you think Michael Keaton signing on for a Sony-led um, a movie? Yeah. I don't know about that. No. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Not. Yeah. Nope. So you think he wants to be in the same movie with the Avengers? <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I personally think this is going to be resolved at some point. I agree with you. I think they're going to find something. There's too much money on, to be left on the table. I think the backlash. I I know for a fact that Sony's um, stock took a hit after yeah, the news did. came out. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to stop saying um, but <laughs> <laughs> I never stopped saying um. All right, something's got something's got to change on it. It's got to. It has to. He can't let this go. It's too, it's too big of a character. It's too popular. Yeah. Something's gonna change. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. This the news could be completely different by the time this comes out. So, 
Yeah. We'll see. Agreed. Yeah, we think it's PR tactics. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss will be returning for The Matrix 4, which will be directed by one of the Wachowski siblings. <laughs> we did this also last night. All right, well, I'm going to go into it because when you when you said that, I was like, that's really weird because I IMDb'd it. I was like, I'm pretty sure the Wachowski brothers did this. And then I was like, I don't know who these girls were. And I was like, and then you told me, I was like, oh, well, the Wachowski brothers are now the Wachowski sisters. I was like, Oh, I, I, <laughs> my first thought was, wait, they have sisters who also write and direct movies. Yeah, I was very confused, but yeah. Um, I, mean, I give us, you know what? We're gonna pat ourselves on the back right now, Matt, because we pretty much had that same exact conversation the first time around. Yeah, it was good. We just we just relived that. So that was cool. So that was like, me and Matt. That was a, that was <laughs> a Matrix start. moment. Yeah. Yes, deja vu right yeah. there. So um, bam, we're tie it together. Yeah, <laughs> Production's gonna begin in tw- and beginning of 2020, so hopefully it'll be a good movie. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna t- and I'm gonna t- repeat it myself from last night. Yeah. I don't see the point of this movie, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I see this one doing better than two and three. No. Like like I also said, no, I, really? I feel like the first one, oh, 100%. I think they will. Um, Keanu's stock is just really high right now. Um, that's the only thing it's got 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 yeah. going for it. And um, it was funny. I, I think I don't know if I brought this up last episode, <clears throat> but when I was IMDBing it as well, there was another Matrix series. Apparently, it was like a thirteen episode TV show that also had Carrie Ann Morris, Moss in it, the, but the, had nothing to do. Was with that the that. cartoon? No, it was it was about like it was way before the Matrix came out. It was like nineteen ninety three. It was like oh. a TV show about some guy named John Matrix, but she also happened to be in it, and it was called Matrix. I was like, <laughs> this is a little too weird. <laughs> Deja vu. But funny. <laughs> but fun story. What do you know? Dun, dun, dun. Nice. Oh. All right, moving on, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, so we got Titan right. Season 2, which is going to be premiering on DC Universe on September 6th. He he, he went out of... Okay. Yeah, I went out of order on purpose. You it's okay. sick. Because that's part sick. of the new you, news, you, you just ruined TC's moment there, but go get What was his moment? Well, he almost had the power, but now he has to wait. Oh, I skipped that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You sick. I, I, I scrolled down too far. All right, so we'll talk about that. So first. forget about your news and Ewan McGregor. Wow. <laughs> Tell him to go back you... to UFC. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong McGregor. Yeah, all right. I know. So Tess, you take this one. Yes. All right. Go. This is all Big you. reveal from PowerCon. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically a master of the universe. I think Thundercats is involved in it too. Are you aware of this convention at all? No. Nope. Um, it's a big convention they hold in Los Angeles. I'm trying to get a uh, pack of uh, Humanians to come with me uh, one year and go. But the big they have news, this every year. Uh, yeah, it's been wow. going on for a long time apparently. Um, announced that Netflix will be doing a show called Masters of the Universe Revelations, dun, headed dun, dun. by Kevin Smith. Yes, that Kevin Smith, the silent Bob. <laughs> um, really excited about it. The best thing that I heard is that they're respecting the original series, and it's kind of going to be a continuation of the 80s cartoon series. Now, as JJ had pointed out previously, those weren't really like set up to like follow a specific storyline. A lot of them was one and done's. But they did have like an overall like concept of what they were doing. And it seems like this new series, which is dubbed an adult anime series, which the anime word always scares me, but mm. um, it is um, going to be following that storyline, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, also, we have the news coupling with that, which I think came out of San Diego Comic-Con, and I didn't pick it up at that point. 
but they're doing this new Master of the Universe origin line. So Mattel is also, apparently this is a brand of Mattel, it's called Mattel Television. They're also involved with this series. It, there's no date on when it's gonna come out yet, but they are launching a line called a Master of the Universe Origins, which is basically the same exact figures with tweaks here and there, a little more updates, a lot more articulation on the arms, the hands, legs, knees, um, and all that stuff. And uh, you know, a couple of things here and there, but they're gonna do the full line from what I've heard and they're gonna be about $15 a piece. Hmm. So they're kind of being, you know, geared towards kids to actually play with them, but also collectors as well. So needless to say, I'm gonna have all of them. Nice. Um, I mean, so, uh, the um and the uhs. Uh, <laughs> so that coupled with the news, I mean, it's been a little bit unclear what's going on with this Masters of the Universe movie. I think they've only casted a He-Man at this point. People don't seem to be too thrilled with him, myself included. Uh, but it's super exciting to hear that <laughs> we're breathing life into the Masters of the Universe brand again. And I'm just really excited, and now I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic. That's it. Yeah. Don't drop the mic. It's expensive. Yeah, well... Everybody watch it. <laughs> we need more Mass of the Universe. And now my less exciting Titans news. <laughs> <laughs> Titans Season 2 will premiere on September 6th on DC Universe. Um, I personally did not watch Titans Season 1. I watched Titans Season 1. It was but... very good. I think I liked it as much as Swamp Thing. I think the other night... I said I liked Swamp Thing a little better. I'm going to change that and say I liked it as much of it. The first episode seemed like they were going a little over the top to point out that they were rated R. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a kid's show. Mm -hmm. uh, da, da, da. They are adding a lot of different people to it. We heard Aqualad. We're going to see Superboy, who we saw briefly at the end. I don't know if Crypto is going to be in it, but I think we also saw like a glimpse of him we saw a glimpse at of the him. end of uh, season one. We have. We're also getting Jorah from Game of Thrones yes, playing Bruce Wayne. Jorah will be playing Bruce Wayne. I think Ian I Glenn. Saw, I can't uh, pronounce yes, yes, Ian Glenn. Ian. Ian. Uh, we're going to see him for about two episodes. It looks like also joining the team. So we saw them last season, but Jason Todd and Donna Troy seem to be kind of being taking a more active role this season. And we also see kind of newcomers. I've also I've already mentioned Aqualad, but the big person is. At, on the bottom of this poster, you see Deathstroke, who um, seems to be the big bad, even though we don't know how they got out of the cliffhanger from season one yet. Mm. Um, also with them, it looks like, at least the way the 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 poster was portraying it, is that his daughter will be Ravager mm -hmm. in this, and she seems to be kind of with the Titans, so it's unclear if she's going to be a good guy, bad guy, maybe both. both. So we'll see where that goes. Thanks. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's September 6th, so at this point, it's about a week away. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll binge it at some point. Yeah. I need to. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, moving on. This past week's Batman number 77, spoiler alert, yes. features the death, the supposed death of a very uh, prominent Batman calendar, Mr. Alfred. And character. Yes. Well, it's not, it's not supposed to be. He's a calendar. He's dead. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm still, I'm still thinking of calendar, man. <laughs> it's not, it's not a supposed. I mean, he's, he's, he's dead. Well, there's always ways. Bojo has different thoughts on that. Yeah. I just think that the fact that you haven't seen news articles spoiling it, like the day that it, it dropped, means that it's not happening. It's not going to stick. It's well, not going to stick. It's yeah. not going to stick at all. It never I, sticks. Uh, it did. Like the originally Alfred died like in the fifties or sixties. Like he, I, I don't know the actual 
story of it I, before I was reading, like way before I was reading. But for a period of time, Alfred wasn't in the comics. You know, um, I don't think he's dead. I think that you you got the viewpoint of someone who's meant to see it happen that way. Interesting. I think that if if that was going to happen, he would have gotten some sort of final word. Hmm. Who's to say he was even awake? Who's to say it wasn't something else? Okay. I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> or next two month, weeks. rather. I'm sorry, two, two months, two weeks. It's yeah. probably a dream sequence. It's not a dream sequence. I just, it, <laughs> I can't help but wonder where Clayface is. I can't help but wonder if it's it's somebody else in oh, his place. That's interesting. Could he snap Clay, Clayface's neck? <laughs> you you put a, 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 you know, a thick enough stick in the, the mud, and when you twist, you break the stick. <laughs> there you go, cracking sound. Interesting. Nice. I don't know. I don't think it's going to stick, and I'm... I'm you know, maybe I'm going to eat my words. I know that Tom King had to get approval from DC about doing something big and bold and crazy that was going to stick for a generation. And I, I hmm. don't think that this is it. I still you think, think that's still to come. I think it's still the marriage. Hmm. I still think it's, it's, I think that Tom King's run is going to end with Batman and Catwoman getting married. Hmm. I think that's the only way it can end. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you want to talk about some stuff that you heard recently? Yeah, absolutely. I was on Twitter all night waiting for the updates to come in. So we got a lot of new shows, a lot, of, a lot of stuff that's coming out of Disney Plus this November. But uh, should I just talk about the relevant stuff? Just go and not for the it. Lady and the Tramps of, of, yes. all, of them all. Yes. <laughs> so we got Miss Marvel TV show original series. We got Moon Knight all live action series, all live action. She-Hulk original series. Those are three Marvel series that were announced tonight. Are there any details on them, like actors attached? Anything? I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything okay. yet. But um, interesting that they're not billing them as part of any sort of phase. Hmm. So maybe they're like, I, I assume they'll be in the same world, but maybe not pertinent to whatever overarching story they're hmm. doing. That's my thought. I think you also might see them show up in these movies that are coming up in Phase 4. Mm -hmm. I think that's how, at least personally, I think that's how we're going to get introduced to a lot of these characters. And be like, hey, you saw him in that movie. Now let's go watch him on Disney+. Plus. Oh, you're not subscribed? You should probably subscribe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. We also got um, the announcement that the Clone War, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the next season, is going to premiere in February. Oh, that's so relevant to Extremely relevant. <laughs> Clone Wars is fantastic. It is. Yes. And these episodes I'm using been... that word. Fantastic. Yeah, but it's it's really fantastic. So we got that. We got a trailer for The Mandalorian, oh. which we all just watched and looks insane. Probably one of the most incredible things I've seen from Star Wars recently. Yeah. It's 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 beyond movie quality. Like, it's... John Favreau, man. Unbelievable. John Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> I, mean, I, think it, I think it might just be Iron Man. I think it might be Iron Man 4. <laughs> That's funny. I think we're all going to binge that. Right? I mean, we, ju we, just, we, we just saw the, the trailer, and we just saw it once, and I mean, there was... Yeah. There was so much coming out of that, you know. We had we saw IG88, which I love that character. I mean, that's such a a great bounty hunter. Uh -huh. um, and some of these other characters we saw in past uh, um, movies, not, they may not be the same characters, but the same type of uh, armor and species. Stuff. Yeah, species. Um, which you know was pretty cool. So I saw some Twi'leks. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, so it's it's very exciting. I'm so excited! I can't wait. Do they know? So do we we don't know anything about this. I don't know how many episodes it is. No. I think it's eight. Where does this fall in the timeline? Do we um, know anything about that yet? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're, we're going to get all those details out probably by next episode yeah. podcast. We'll have more details on this. I'm more excited for these shows than the movies at this point. Yeah. Looks incredible. It's sick. 
And then my boy Ewan McGregor Ooh. was just announced to be back for Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Shouldn't have been a big surprise because it's been talked. Hello there. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, so it was it was kind of leaked last week that, that he had signed on. Um, but they formally announced it on stage at D23 tonight. And Kathleen Kennedy actually said that they're far along in, in pre-production. Scripts are written and they're starting shooting next year. Next year. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. So very excited for that. That is my childhood Star Wars. There we go. <laughs> More details to come on that one. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't be. I'm sorry. I, I'll, I'll take. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, Jim, do you want to talk about Billy Tucci a little bit? Sure. Well, let's do that in the announcements later after okay, the... Okay, we uh, can do that. After the, is that it for current news? That's it. That's it. All right, so let's go to our interview with Kristen Gutsnuck. So special guest today, writer, illustrator, creator of Hench Girl and Making Friends, Kristen Gutsnuck. Kristen, how are you? And welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks. <laughs> I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. A lot of people say no. (laughs) No, we're just kidding. Fools. Yes, yes, fools indeed. (laughs) So how we usually start these is we kind of go into our guest origin story in the world of geek or comic or whatever it may be. So how did you start out there? What what did little Kristen start getting into when she was a a youth? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, uh, I always liked drawing and I always liked writing. And so to me, comics always felt like a really fun way to do two different things that I couldn't decide which one to focus on. So I was like, oh, okay, here you go. Comics are great. Uh, (laughs) And when I was a teenager, actually all all my life, like in eighth grade, I would just draw little comics for my friends. One of my friends actually saved them. So I have these really cringe inducing comics that I drew on like computer paper in like the back of the classroom. That's awesome. Um, We have to find those, get early Kristen uh, first appearance stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember when I was in high school, I I did some comic that was like a, it was a parody of high school. So it was like me just making fun of my classmates and I, I sold them to kids at school for that's like a dollar a pop. That's awesome. And, and like, an entrepreneur. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I remember I wrote a part where there was a goth girl who wrote like a terrible emo poem and I gave it to like I I was friends with the goth girl in school, so I was like, here, read my comic. And she was like, oh my god, this poem, it speaks to me. And I was like, it's supposed to be satire of really bad poetry, but thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and then, like, when I was, uh, like, later in my teens in college, I I don't know, I just kind of got bitten by the comic-making bug, mainly because I, I like, got really, really into um, manga uh, which I had been at different points in my life, but uh, then I, I just like got way back into it, and I was like watching Naruto instead of like going to classes and <laughs> stuff like that. And so I did this comic, this comic that I made into a web comic uh, called Misfit Assassin, and Ooh. it was really bad, but I learned a lot about how to make comics from doing it. So it's a really cool it was title. good. Yeah, in that I was way. gonna say it's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're ass- they're assassins and all of them are, are misfits. So there you go. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, and then I after that I yeah I just kept making comics. Um, later on in college I made like a watercolor comic that was like forty pages long because with misfit assassins I got like two hundred and eighty pages in or something and I was like <laughs> wow. I can't do this anymore. This is <laughs> shitty. I, I swear. 
Um, I'm technically sorry. no, but we will. We we will. That's close enough. It's all right. It's a borderline crafty. one. We'll it's we'll, we'll try to we'll, we'll try to bleep it out. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. We're okay. we're PG thirteen yeah. ish, so if one so slips, that, we're that's okay. technically allowed then. Yeah, yeah. PG thirteen. <laughs> we can let one or two like not too bad ones slip. <laughs> no, no. I'm yeah. supposed to be a children's author, so I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyways, I was like, oh, I can't, I, I want to do something shorter so that I can actually feel like I finished something. And so I made this like watercolor comic and it was really fun. And I made it into a webcomic too. And I was going to print it and sell it at conventions and I never did. And I just still have it. And it's just, yeah. And so then I, I took a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't feel like talking to people in real life. I'd rather just move on to my next thing. That's and then funny. I like didn't do comics for a long time, like five years or so, because I, I don't know, I just was a uh, living life and having fun in my early twenties. And <laughs> you'd be surprised how many of the stories we hear was, you know, my early twenties. I kind of got out of this for a while. I was like, listen, everyone in their early twenties kind of gets, you know, partying. <laughs> partying sounds fun for a little while, and then it's just like, all right, well, I'm I'm tired now. <laughs> well, I was like. I should get a real job and like be a grown up, et cetera. Comics won't oh, pay the, the bills, et cetera. <laughs> um, but then uh, I started dating my boyfriend and he he's into comics a lot. And I was like, oh, look, I made these comics way back in the day. Teehee. And he, he took me to a comic convention where afterwards they had like a drink and draw where the. Oh, yes, the, uh, yes, they do. I, I've heard of yeah. this. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. And they had a little contest where like the prize was a, a comics making class and I was like I somehow I drew a sad cowboy and somehow I won the prize for the class like, <laughs> oh god I have to think of a comic so I have something to work on in this class and that's how Hench Girl was born oh, my nice. first wow, my first like story. real comic <laughs> it was because I wanted a, a voucher and I was like I gotta use this voucher <laughs> that's awesome so did you have <laughs> any random did you did you have any formal art training or are you mostly self-taught I'm self-taught. I mean, I took art classes in college for fun, but I was not. I got I got an art art minor, a painting minor, just because I kept taking art classes, just like every semester for my for my sanity. I was like, <laughs> I really like drawing. I want to take classes, but I wasn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go to art school. Then <laughs> at the end but of it, you're like, oh I wow, I have learn. enough for a minor right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so then I started working on that, and uh, I was doing that while I was working at my old day job, and I just, uh, part of it was because my, my boyfriend's really supportive in that way, and like also I just felt very inspired, and <laughs> I just started cranking out comic pages because it was a webcomic, and I had this like imaginary deadline, and then that's like, good. That, that's good that you years, did that for I was yourself. Like, oh, I have a comic, and there's a bunch of it, and readers. It was cool. So you just kind of post it up for, is that, is that how that works? You kind of post it up for free somewhere and just yeah. see who's interested? I, well, in my old days, I had been on like a comic server called drunkducks.com, which <laughs> Ooh, we gotta find is that. kind of a terrible <laughs> Is it still active? <laughs> I, I don't know if active is the right word, but it still exists. Um, but I was like, oh, all the cool comics have their own URLs. So I actually made my own website. Oh, okay. AKA I got someone to help me make a website because I still don't really know how that works. <laughs> um, yeah. And then basically what happened was I was just kind of plugging away at it. Uh, once again, my boyfriend was like, you got to do comic conventions. That's what comic book people do because he knows about <laughs> comics. So I was like, oh, that is what people do. Okay. Is he into all like, the I superhero stuff? 
yeah oh mm. we have shelves and shelves of, of marvel and dc and vertigo stuff <laughs> that's awesome nice and other things too um and so i started doing conventions and um just kind of selling my own self-published copies of hench girl and then uh it got noticed by this small publisher scout comics yep. and they were well what happened was i <laughs> I went up to their table at New York Comic Con like the first year I was trying to like break into comics and I was like here's my portfolio if you want me to draw anything for you this is a sample of my art and he, the the guy there was like oh what is this and I was like oh it's just my web comic and he was like oh this is interesting and that's <laughs> how it got picked up was I was not I was trying to <laughs> was trying to get paid work and instead I, I got a, a, a book deal that is awesome that's awesome <laughs> That doesn't happen to too many. That doesn't happen to a lot of people. That's pretty exciting. I know. I'm very lucky. Well, Hench Girl was a special story because I think that the title and the description gives you like what's going to happen in it. Like it's about a girl who who works for a supervillain. So I, I feel like <laughs> that one was like easily marketed or something. I don't know. I just. <laughs> it's kind, I, I think it also it's kind of unique though like you've never really seen it from like kind of that perspective so so much yeah yeah totally uh, like um in my in my case i was watching like a bunch of like batman animated series and i was like yes. Yes. Cool, I, <laughs> yes very good very good stuff but i had like i had watched all of it in a row so it was like all in my head like just like bursting with inspiration and i was like i would totally be like some rando in this world probably a, a bad person because <laughs> that's more interesting yeah it's <laughs> always fun. Everyone, fun everyone always wants to play the villain yeah yeah and i was like i always liked the villain character so i was like that should be my character and i was just like what what would like living in a, a superhero world look like if you're just a kind of normal random person who's not like special or destined to save the city or ruin the city or whatever so, and that's kind of where that idea sort of came from so uh, this is uh, jj so i got the honor of reading hench girl the i guess it's the whole series here in the one book uh, that you actually signed this past weekend um i actually yeah. i actually like this book um to be honest with you i would have never picked this up off the shelf but i'm kind of glad that i got <laughs> to read this because uh, i loved it it was a, it was different i love the art in it it kind of had that scott pilgrim take to yeah. it um and the characters are hysterical i mean you got mary who's basically hench girl um my favorite character is tina <laughs> I, I, you know she can sprout you know carrots from her skin body he's and, been you know, intrigued by this for the last <laughs> like three days right well it's funny because you know there's scenes where you know they're, they're eating carrots and you know nobody's paying any mind to it, and then all of a sudden she's sprouting carrots out of her skin and people are starting to freak out um, are any of these characters based off of anybody that you know yourself or? Um, well, first of all, thank you. I'm so glad you liked it. Uh, and second of all, like, uh, I think that in some ways people I know in real life, just like bits and pieces of them show up in different characters of mine. So it's kind of hard to say, but like, it, they're kind of like amalgamations of all the people that I've known pretty well in life. Great work. And I'd say there's a lot of me in Mary, but she's probably like a worst case scenario of like what I hope I don't act like versus <laughs> what, I act, what I'm actually like. <laughs> so, so what would you what you'd want to do but don't act on? Yeah, but then you're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it worked out really badly for my character. <laughs> 
Another thing. But, uh, uh, you know, the the carrot thing. What happened was a long time ago. I had this scary dream where I looked down and I had like a worm coming out of my skin, and I was like, "Oh, that's such a striking image." But worms are too gross. Let's let's make it something that could possibly have like a benefit to society, like carrots. Carrots are <laughs> healthy and could solve like poverty and, and hunger and stuff. You Good know, for your vision, <laughs> and especially if you have an army of them because they can yeah. just police everything. <laughs> Spoiler alert for anyone yeah, who hasn't read. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna read that yeah. next. Yeah. yeah. So we each t- we each actually took one of your books and read them. Um, oh, cool. I just let me ask one more yeah, question here. So the no. other thing, uh, <laughs> the other thing I loved about this. So you know when I read comic books, I, I don't pay too much attention to the panels. You know, you, like the you, background. Yeah. You, you kind of just read the you read the dialogue. You look at the panels. You move on to the next panel. You read and so on and so on. But with yours, I, I love the fact that they had little things in the background. So like little wordings, like there was a poster, there could be a poster in the background that says something hysterical and I would never look at that type of stuff. And I, I like those like little tiny Easter eggs because they were actually, some of it was Yeah, it was, I, it was I noticed funny. the same thing in Modern Fantasy too. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just, uh, for me, it's just something that when I'm reading, I really like it when other people do those and I feel like it makes the world feel more like yeah. lived in or something like that. Right, yeah. But like, if I'm watching TV and they like show like a newspaper for like a split second, I'll always like pause it and be like, I want to see if there's a joke in there. <laughs> if you watch The Good Place, they have a lot of a lot of like background. And oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. I think that's so funny. Yeah, that's no, that's right. really cool though. Especially like I, I don't see that kind of thing too often. I don't, and, like, and that's why Marvel stuff. Or the I DC notice stuff. it more with your book, like this book. I notice. Yeah, it. some of the guys do, and like I feel like you, you take more time reading the comic book too than just kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, for us too, like we spend so much time like reading so many different comics, mostly you know, so we can talk about them that we're like you know flying through them. You know, we I think we actually all kind of took some time and actually looked through these <laughs> and you know, appreciated <laughs> them more than we usually do. <laughs> so, oh. Well, like when I was reading Sex Criminals, I there's this one part where they go into like uh, a dirty bookstore, and there's ever, there's like hundreds of gags on like DVD titles and magazines. I, I, rem- I remember that like, exact these, book. <laughs> it was just like so. I, that was like kind of when I was starting to do comics that I that I read. I was starting to read do comics again that I read that, and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Maybe not with like all the sex jokes, but. Maybe a couple, and I want them to be, like, as hilarious, and, you know, it's like a fun reward for people who are, like, rereading something. They can find new stuff. Yeah. There you go. So, one last question. Does does Fred eventually get a body back? <laughs> <laughs> well, his body is, is, well, spoilers, his body is irreparably broken, but at the end... Uh, he there's like I don't think I actually say it outright, but there's some sort of a alternate body that he can possess. So he Ooh. sort of gets a body. Well, that, but yeah, that like that is in one of your pages here. You know the body that he goes into, but it was just that was you know. His body's gone. But okay. That sucks. I like Fred. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a great book. I thank you so much. It was, I'm gonna read it. Pretty it next. Cool. Really excited. Yeah, we were gonna pass it around here, and then eventually what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give this away as a as a giveaway or something like that because yeah. you had the uh, honor of signing it so this will be a oh, book that awesome. we give away and she did a cool remark on it too right yes she, she did. did yeah, yeah she beautiful. did yeah, yeah we'll, send, we'll, we'll have to share a picture of that we will <laughs> yeah. yeah so I, I picked up the making friends books from you this weekend so I read the first one um, so, and it was awesome do you want to tell us a little bit about it oh yeah sure oh thank you I'm glad you liked that too uh, it was a 
it's about a girl who's in seventh grade and all her friends are in different classes. So she uses a magical sketchbook that she gets from her dead great aunt to, uh, well, first she doesn't realize it's magical. So she just draws like the head of her favorite evil anime prince and it just pops to life and she's got this <laughs> floating head sidekick. And then she, she decides, cause she's not very popular. She's like, I'm gonna make a best friend who's super cool and awesome and will make me popular by uh, just osmosis or whatever. And it's kind of about that. And her friend like has an existential crisis because she's like, am I real? Uh, is, do we, where are my parents? Where where am I from, et cetera? And it's kind of about like the in some ways about like you know the responsibilities of having great power, <laughs> as like <laughs> Spider-Man knows. Um, and it's also like it's just about how terrible seventh grade is and stuff like that. Yeah. I loved the character development through it. It was amazing. Oh, thank and you. I, and I was actually reading it, and I thought to myself, this whole like you know this idea. It sounds like this. Chinese story I remember vaguely remember reading in elementary school and then I read <laughs> your about at the end and it turns out like it's about the magic paintbrush right that's what you read when you yeah. were a kid huh. yeah when I was little I read that story it's about uh, well there's different versions but the one I read was about a girl who is so good at drawing that like it's almost magical and she gets this magical paintbrush and whatever she draws the paintbrush comes to life and so there's like this greedy king who like tries to take it from her and, and stuff like that and she's of course like a good person and she's like no I won't use it for being greedy I'm just gonna draw cool stuff but in, in my mind I was like if I had that I would just draw money all the time <laughs> and, and she I literally draws practice... money in the book it's hysterical <laughs> I would practice drawing money like for the day when I got magical power yeah, I, got, I gotta find one of those <laughs> Yeah, so for honestly, you could see in my books that there's definitely a huge element of my own personal wish fulfillment because in both books, the characters like come across humongous sums of money at certain points <laughs> and are just like, yeah, money. Well, that's what's super cool about like doing this kind of stuff. You know, you could draw, you know, what you want and like things that are in your head like that. That's that's a big part of why I like making my own comics and just doing my own thing is because I can just. <laughs> be as self-indulgent as I want. That's awesome. So the second one just recently came out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. I'm definitely going to read it this weekend. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That one's friends like, back to the so drawing she board. still has the sketchbook, and she decides she wants to take it easy for a while, so she clones herself so that her clone can go to school for her. And I was just like, for me, that came from my intense desire to have another me to help me meet my comics <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like so oh awesome. I would really like this and also she makes like a pokeball because I keep thinking like I have a dog and I wish I had a pokeball so I could bring her with me everywhere <laughs> and I was just like I'll make it happen in my book because I can't have it happen in reality I love that that's so cool technology that do doesn't exist yet <laughs> yet <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, I constantly think about that at the same time uh, all the time too. It's like I wish I just had another version of me to do the work that I don't want to do, and then I can do all the fun stuff. <laughs> well, no, I would, I would totally, I would try to be fair with my clone, like because it would be me, and you're, you'd have to have a good relationship with them. You but, the time well, you're like... a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to kind of talk about um, modern fantasy. So that one you only did the art on, correct? It was um, 
I'm sorry, Reefer, it was Reefer, uh, I'm sorry, what was his last name? Reefer Roberts. Reefer Roberts, got, yeah, it, it was, it was such a cool story, I, so we're like kind of D&D guys, and so I, obviously, it's, has a D&D vibe to it, too, so it had like all, like everyone had their own characters, I love how in the beginning, like everyone had like a level 14 this, or like, I, I, I think, uh, what was it, Lazy Lizard, he is like, uh, <laughs> he, he was like a mooching was one of his uh, power. He was like a, a plus twelve moocher. I was like, that's hilarious. It's just, it was, it was so fun. I was actually, I was looking for more. I was like, I was, I was wondering if we we're ever gonna find out what happens in the castle up, up floating in the sky. Yeah, uh, you know, we're we're working on a pitch for Ooh. another uh, mini series of it because uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun working on that. And Rafer was really great to work with as a writer. I mean, for me, I was like it's so interesting to see how other people approach writing stuff, like hmm. to see how it's structured and stuff. Cause when you're writing, most people are just like self-taught with writing. You just kind of jot things down and hope it makes sense. So it was really cool to see his process in action and also to just kind of have another person there who's like equally invested in the thing you're working on, who could like, give you like really detailed like answers and advice and brainstorming like i would be like oh i need a i need a name for this deli i can't think of anything and he was like <laughs> deli of the beast and i was like oh that's perfect that's <laughs> funny that's so great <laughs> so, so did you learn a lot kind of from like working with another um writer a uh, kind of like on the writing process yeah yeah well like for instance with with making friends i actually well it turned out fine in the end but kind of wrote myself into a corner by not I didn't split things up into pages I was like I'll figure that out when I do it <laughs> and then I was like oh my god I thought this was gonna be 200 pages and it was like 265 pages or something and I was like those extra 65 pages I still have to draw them before my deadline oh <laughs> man <laughs> and I was like I you know I'm getting paid the same amount regardless of how many pages it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did you do that, Kristen? Why not figure it out beforehand? And so what, the way he was writing was figuring out what would happen on each page and then writing the dialogue. Whereas usually I'll just write the dialogue and just see how how long it takes to get the thing across. But it Which, keeps you more like, it keeps the pacing tighter, I think, to, yeah. to outline your pages and then write your pages, like being aware of what page is what. What are some of the biggest differences um between drawing for your your own scripts and someone else's scripts? Well, like, if it's my thing, if I, you know, if I'm, well, like, this is like a technicality thing, but, like, you might be reading the script that someone else wrote and not notice a detail that they mentioned, and then if it's your own thing, you know all the details that need to be in there because it's in all in your head. But if it's someone else's, you could, like, accidentally forget to include an important thing that like needs to be there so i had to read things closer and stuff like that which is <laughs> a good thing to do anyways but do you, um oh go ahead sorry yeah <laughs> no i was gonna say do you have a preference on like writing only or like drawing only or doing both um well drawing definitely takes a longer time than writing even if you really agonize over your writing it's just it will never take as long a time to write she walks into a crowded cafeteria <laughs> and they will to draw it as i learned from my my school books I have so many classrooms and cafeteria scenes but whatever so many um, so many kids in that in those scenes huh 
<laughs> otherwise it's like what happened is like where is the rest of the kids here you really can't like get away with it That's but funny. um i don't know there's there's definitely benefits to both working with a writer i feel like you learn a lot and you also get to explore things that wouldn't have like for me there's all these themes that constantly come back up in all the things i write and in some ways it's fun but in other ways it's really interesting to do the stuff that someone else thought of because a lot of times it's something you never would have even you know considered putting in your book like you know and character types too like like i was saying like my characters usually come from people i know so to write someone else to draw someone else's characters is like really interesting because then you get to know characters that aren't in your your uh like in your head yet and it kind of puts them in your head it's it's hmm. cool i don't know how to say that but well that makes no, sense i think that was, i think you said that pretty well actually <laughs> oh, okay so i guess i like doing all of it in some ways there's like a really big catharsis drawing and writing my own stuff i haven't had anyone draw stuff that i've written yet but i'm sure that would be really fun too that could be interesting <laughs> yeah i usually i like to do it myself just because i don't know i it, there's like a, an element of being like oh this way i can do it exactly how i want it yeah i, I feel <laughs> like even though i couldn't do it i'd probably want to do it that same way too <laughs> i was like oh well i can't draw that well but i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> well the the key is is if, if you're still like learning how to draw just like simplify what you're doing like don't try to draw everything hyper realistic if that's a struggle for you try to master like the basics and then as you get better, kind of like slowly easing up and making it, that's you actually, know, that's actually more great advice. <laughs> so when you, so when you're writing your own stuff that when or when you're drawing your own stuff that you wrote, um, I imagine you must have like some sort of idea in your head of what it's going to look like on the page. Does it ever turn out like wildly different than how you imagined it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and actually, this was a really fun thing with modern fantasies because there's all these like you know the background characters and all that stuff they're all these weird creatures because we just got to do whatever we wanted and like make crazy monsters so i would just be like i'll see what comes out as i doodle so that one was like more doodly like you know exploratory in terms of like especially the background characters not so much the main characters had to look the same in every panel so you couldn't really do that but like i love that, that was really fun to do it that way <laughs> Bakhtar was cool. <laughs> Who was Bakhtar? Bakhtar. What, what was he officially? He was a, a Krog? Oh, no. He was, he's a barbarian. A barbarian. Oh, that was his. And he yeah. worships the god Krag. Krag, yeah. That's it. <laughs> he's like a religious fundamentalist. Who, he, who he was hilarious. The main character. Yeah. He slacked off at work a lot. She, I'm going to have to read yeah. that one. She does data entry on the side. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this hits too close to home. I don't know if I can get through this. <laughs> uh, oh, I like very much related to Sage because uh, I, I got the you know, feeling, before yeah. I was like, before I had like the comics as like my main job, I definitely like had like a soul crushing office job that I was just like, I want to go home and draw comics already. Yeah, when is this over? We're kind of in that boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think everybody has that kind of thing that they want yeah. to go home. That's awesome do. though that you're you're doing what you want though. Yeah, I think that should be everyone's goal. <laughs> yeah. So it's I was surprised fun. to see that uh, Making Friends is published by Scholastic, right? Mm -hmm. So how did that how did that come about? Um. Well, what happened was along long time ago i 
I, for some reason, I got a free table at Emerald City Comic Con. I'm still half convinced that they thought I was someone else. <laughs> like, I, I was still hadn't been published or anything. I was like, okay, I'll take it, whatever. And it was really fun because it was in Seattle and I hadn't been there before. Yeah, we're and looking actually, forward I to going there. And actually, I brought my sister along and we like made a vacation out of it. Um, so I was there and I was selling Hench Girl and someone from Scholastic came up and they were like, oh, we like your art style. And they're like, what is this? And I was like, it's not appropriate for kids. There's a lady gets beheaded in chapter three. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, if you ever have any kid friendly ideas, here's our card. So I was like, OK, I guess I should try to think of something. And then I was just like brainstorming and I was like, OK, let's rewrite the, the horrible seventh grade experience but put magic in there so that it's not so terrible <laughs> <laughs> so so is that basically your main approach for creating content different from an adult audience to like a, a youth one <laughs> <laughs> well i i don't really approach it super different like if i really wanted someone to get like killed in a in a my making friends comics i would just <laughs> I would just do it in a way where it's not the main thing in the panel so that they can I just can pretend puff it away. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't usually censor myself too much even with that. There was a couple there was one part where they were like, Oh, this character's getting punched in the face, you gotta change it to a shove. And I was like, Okay, fine. I remember but that. like <laughs> I don't change my stuff. I'll just wait for them to tell me to change it. That's a good idea. <laughs> Cause I, I don't know, when I was a kid I my favorite stuff was like stories that i felt like i wasn't supposed to be reading you know yeah. like that was like not ki like kitty feeling like i i always wanted to read stuff that was supposed to be for kids older than me yeah so i was like i'll just like it's like every 10 year old wants to go to a rated r movie yeah exactly. I, was, I was telling someone today like I, I think when i was six years old I, the first time i saw caddyshack I was like i definitely was supposed to be watching caddyshack <laughs> at six <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like the thing is, is like those things that you see when you're little when you're not supposed to see them are like so much more meaningful than when you see them as, as an adult. Yeah. Like you're everyone totally remembers right. their first rated R movie so well. It's not to say that Making Friends is in any way not rated G, but I just in like thematic ways, I just like I'm not going to I'll just do what, what I would have done in like a adult comic and just yeah, have yeah. it be about kids. So so with Scholastic, how you gave them the book how much uh, the changes that they require do they require a lot of changes when you when you uh, gave them the first draft of this um well there was a a little bit like so i just had i wrote the whole script and they were like they were like oh great now do like layouts for the first 20 pages so we can see how it'll read and i was like okay and <laughs> um and then they picked it up and I haven't drawn the rest of it yet. And there were some editorial changes, but they were ones that I totally agreed with. Like the villain character, Prince Neptune, in my original version, he kind of like goes away for like, uh, like one third of the book just because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about this other stuff. And they're like, bring him into the story more. And I was like, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about him. So like in that way, like, yeah, there were some edits, but they were all like, like structural yeah. sort of I can like, see how that could be helpful too yeah it was really helpful and before that like because with Hedge Girl I didn't have an editor I just did it on my own and um, I was like dang I feel like that maybe it would have well in some ways it would have been maybe a little less unrestrained 
which I think is part of the charm of it is that it's like, well, whatever, I'll do whatever, you know, but like also maybe having an editor would have been useful <laughs> nice. like for the plot holes and stuff yeah i mean that's right i really like that about making friends like you could tell like it's you know it's about seventh grade so kids will enjoy it but like me as a mid-20 year old like i totally enjoyed it too you know it's not it's not it doesn't feel like it was written directly for kids which i really like well yeah you're probably trying not to talk down to the kids too there right yeah yeah that was totally my goal because i was like there's tons of stuff that's quote unquote for kids like miyazaki movies and pixar things where it's like everyone likes it and i was like the only difference between like you know <laughs> something like spirited away and like a more adult themed thing is just like swear words or whatever and like you can kind of you can tell a story that's for everyone and that was kind of like that was what i was going for hmm. turned out great <laughs> yeah okay so um at terrificon we got to spend a little bit of time to talk with you um you brought up you mentioned uh the scholastic classroom project is that something you can talk about what the scholastic classroom project you what was it was uh that... is this do you mean like you were... a, a skype thing yeah yeah, that... yeah that i think that's what it was you were telling us about like you were going to be uh, skyping into classrooms yeah i have to figure that out still <laughs> but i i it's something that they offer so i'm, I'm gonna I have to like figure out what my like workshop plan would be, but I have done things where I've gone into class schools and libraries and stuff. And I've done things where I've done little like workshops with kids okay. where I have them like design a character and then I have them draw like a three panel comic with their character. And oh, it's so been really cool. fun because kids come up with just like the most whacked out stuff. Is that, <laughs> is that what you did? Uh, I think what a week or two ago at Midtown comics. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. It was really cute. So what I did there was I had like it was more like a one-on-one -on -one thing, and like I had like like there's a bunch of like mini workshops, and so I what we did was like I I would have them design a character based off of like picking random words out of a bag, and then I had them draw panel one, and then we'd switch, and I would be drawing something at the same time, and we switch, and like I would draw panel two, and then switch it back to them, and so that we would have like a collabo comic. That's oh, that's pretty cool. cool. Really that cute. is cool. <laughs> oh, that must yeah, have been... the, the kids got a kick out of that. That it must have been really fun. fun. <laughs> All right. Like, I was working them pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> so when you have, like, when there's instances of, like, creative lulls and stuff like that, whether it's, you know, writing or drawing, like, that next panel, is there anything you kind of do that kind of, like, boosts you and, you know, inspires you to kind of get through it? Um, For writing definitely coffee, coffee. <laughs> like a hundred percent um yeah or, and also going with coffee like going to a coffee shop aka getting away from my apartment and like distraction kind of change of scenery yeah yeah and like being like i'm not gonna look at the internet maybe even not even getting the internet on my like laptop or whatever yeah no, <laughs> That's no, like a no huge more distractions right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I feel like all of us nowadays we all have like a little bit of ADD going on with all yeah. the, all the all the accessible distractions at our fingertips. The phones oh, made totally. it so bad. Yeah. And and for drawing, I mean honestly, at this point, I just am like, you gotta do it. So if you're gonna procrastinate, go ahead. But then that means you have to stay up really late. And so <laughs> sometimes I do like procrastinate, but 
I have like a method of like keeping myself on track for goals, which is like, I have this like a goal setting journal where it has like a little page for every day. And you just like write down like two or three or four if you're feeling ambitious things <laughs> that you want to get done that day. And like, honestly, it's soul crushing if I don't check off the things on my list. So that really keeps me going. And also I have like a timer and I just, part, one of my goals is like to get hit a certain amount of time working on my timer. Um, hmm. And if I have the timer going, I'm like, this is work time. And it's like a mental thing. Cause I'm, a, you know, working from home. It's yeah. Like, that's clever. It can be really hard to like make yourself <laughs> yeah. do stuff. There's a lot and of distractions. Also, like, Your bed's right I was there. From home, like when I was like, Oh, I coming home from work and being like, Oh, I guess I could draw comics now, but I'm really tired. Like <laughs> <laughs> having some sort of like a structure thing is like super helpful. But like the main thing uh, for anyone who's like an aspiring, like, comic artist or whatever is like you don't ever like beat yourself up for like not getting something done you know because even though you might think I don't know in some ways you're like oh maybe I, I deserve to beat myself up but like I was reading this book and it was saying about how beating yourself up is actually a form of procrastination Ooh. So, <laughs> but also like if you don't do that which I've Sometimes I like if I'm like really like just looking at Twitter all day, I'll be disappointed in myself. But <laughs> but like, I don't know it. If you don't beat yourself up, then you'll actually get more stuff done. You spend more time yelling at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like generally you're, we're usually our own like toughest critics, too. I think kind of yeah. across the board, like, you know, when I'm doing something, it's just like if it's if it's not good enough for me, I don't think it's good enough for anyone else kind of thing. Mm hmm. Well, it's good to also listen to that inner critic because, you know, well, if you're doing comics, you don't want to spend all this time drawing something that you're like, I didn't do a good job writing it. So, like, in that way, it's like you do want to be in some ways, maybe be hard on your writing, but easy on yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's a good, a good way, way to put, put it. it. Yeah. Oh, oh hey. Oh, jinx. <laughs> that was weird. Jinx. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a serious thing we wanted to get into. Um, so comics, much like a lot of the other industries, has kind of been male-dominated for many years. How's your experience been in it so far? Honestly, it's it's been really awesome. And I haven't found – I don't know if it's just that I am – like, can be – I don't know. I don't talk to people that much. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm antisocial. But no, one, no one's ever – you know, I haven't really come across – any like negative experiences sexism or whatever yeah. in, in comics I mean unless it's like the really subtle stuff where you're like uh, is this person uh, not taking me seriously because I'm a woman or are they just like uh, not into my stuff which is totally fine and like not everyone's gonna be into your stuff right yeah but like I think there's a lot of people who really want to support female uh, comic book artists and like women in general and like entertainment so Absolutely. In some ways, I'm like, there's all these really cool opportunities for women in comics, like special groups of ladies who get together and like network or hang out and draw comics. So this, it's like almost like, I don't know, it's definitely gotten better from what I like horror stories I've heard about the past. Hmm. Um, 
so how, you mentioned some of those people who like to get together. Would you consider like, uh, do you have any like specific female or otherwise kind of like role models from the industry that you've kind of looked up to either, you know, when you're younger or now? Yeah. Um, I was always just a gigantic fan of, uh, Rumiko Takahashi, the manga artist who made Ranmo in half and, oh, yeah. uh, Inuyasha. And so actually it's funny. Cause like for me, when I was, when I was growing up, I was like, I never had the impression that there weren't a lot of women in comics because I was reading manga and there's like tons and tons of like really beloved female uh, mangaka. Uh, so I kind of grew up in this in this bubble where that was totally normal and accept, accepted and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we, we apologize. We would normally have more manga um, stuff to respond on, but our manga expert is not with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, Mr. Bojo. He's uh, he's vacationing tomorrow, so he he couldn't be with us here tonight. Manga expert. Yeah. Well, he, he's an expert on anything. Everything. Otaku here today. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we're definitely gonna have to do this again. But I, but so I guess the last serious one before we get back to the fun would be like, would you have any um, like advice for you know future generations of girls trying to break into the comic industry? Yeah, totally. Uh, and this goes for everyone, really. I mean, um, just, I'd honestly say, like, making webcomics is so great because, one, you get to do whatever you want. Two, you learn how to make comics just by doing it. Three, there's just a huge audience of people who you know, or maybe bored at work and didn't want to read a comic on the sly or whatever. Yeah, I don't know why. That's true. Yeah. People who just read all sorts of web comics. So you, you get like a, a built in audience who can tell you like wh where you're going right and where you're going wrong. And it, and it, for me, it was, it was really helpful in the beginning because it, it taught me how to like keep a schedule and how to like stick with a project for long term, which was, which is always a struggle um, for things other than <laughs> comics. Because, like, with comics, you're like, oh, well, of course I need to draw the next page because that's what comes next. But with, like, other things, you might just, like, fall off if you're not doing, like, a webcomic or having a book publisher who's like, where are the pages? Right. <laughs> so, like, I would honestly say just, like, posting your stuff online yeah. and getting feedback and, like, you know. Get a lot of exposure that way, too. Yeah, yeah. And there's tons of people who, who want to, like, network and who want to um, support, like, new comics and stuff. So that's the that's the first thing. Don't wait for someone to, like, give you a job. Just right. go I think, out and take yeah. it. <laughs> I think people forget how many, like, you know, different options to do different things. You know, we've talked to a few different artists and, you know, writers, too. And <laughs> I feel like everyone has, like, a different way of how they got into it. You know, some more traditional. Some, like, you're talking about, like, just starting, like, a webcomic or, you know, doing, like, a Kickstarter or something like that. It's just um, there's so many different ways. And I think people should, like, kind especially of keep that now. in mind. Yeah. Nowadays, it's yeah. just incredible. Well, I think nowadays, especially, they want, like, publishers want to see what you've already done. So you kind of have to like make something on your own before you get like a book deal, unless you just have a script that's really, really good. And like samples that are really good that you just made. But, but like in other fields, like you're expected to wait to get like a publisher. But I think in comics it's, it's different. Like where you're kind of expected to just do it yourself until someone pays you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's hey, what that's, we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, and that's, that's the way to do it. <laughs> so do you always see yourself working in comics, or are there any other um, 
like areas of art that you want to branch out to eventually? Um, it's kind of hard. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I do see myself always in comics. I spent so long like learning how to draw comics mm -hmm. that it would be kind of, in some ways, it would be like a couple steps backwards to try to do something else. But like, you know, I do have this fantasy of being a script doctor because I'm always watching movies and being like oh you had me up until this part I would rewrite this scene so I'd love to like <laughs> rewrite someone's like Hollywood script <laughs> like if that's just like landed in my lap I would really love to do that that's as like cool. a side thing but I always I think comics are probably always going to be my main thing unless I suddenly like develop a, a love of some other art form <laughs> that's awesome are there any other are there any like famous titles or creators that you want to would hope to work with someday in the future yeah uh oh tons i i'd love to work with chip zdarsky i've always really liked his stuff um uh i feel like your but, style would work well with his like know, really yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push that on him don't yes. worry when we see him yeah. <laughs> um but also i feel like in some ways my i mean i'm lucky i'm kind of like living the dream because my favorite thing is to is to just write and draw my own comics because like I said I was like I'm a control freak uh so like just doing it all myself is really fun uh so but there yeah there are different there are definitely other people like Brian Lee O'Malley who wrote Scott Pilgrim I, I just I love his I love his writing I loved Seconds mm. um so I would love to work with him I, you know I could probably fool people into thinking he drew it too <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I know we're circling back a little bit, but you mentioned like the, the con experiences. It, it sounded like you had like good con experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, is there anything like memorable that's happened at cons? Like, you know, maybe commissions you've done or stuff like that in like the con circuit that everyone kind of travels on. Cause we're a big, like art commission guys. Um, at least me speaking for myself, TC. Yeah. The most by far. Yeah. Um, well, well, our buddy Jeff is pretty bad too, but which Jeff, yeah. Jeff yeah. has got some of her stuff. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, do you have anything like memorable, maybe mashups or, you know, like your own characters? I'm sure you get a lot of hench girl requests, right? Yeah, actually, I did a couple at, at Terrificon. Um, I, one time, <laughs> this is a weird one. Someone uh, was that's like, the one we want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, someone was like, can you draw a bird playing the piano? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, just a bird. I was like, what kind of bird? Like a penguin, a parrot, just a a chickadee and he was just like just make it be a bird and make it be playing the piano and i was like okay and i've gotten really obscure characters like there's some people who like want to really stump me like um god who's that like green guy from like uh i think dc who's like Beast? kind of like a fourth wall breaking alien with like little martian manhunter no no it's, <laughs> it's kind of like that but no he's like a Gosh, I can't remember his name. Hmm. He, I, in like, in Batman: Brave and the Bold, he was oh, in that oh, scene oh, in that oh, episode of Mister <laughs> Plixic. It was like it's like, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll email you it later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll um, tape that in later. That's yeah, funny. but actually, at Terrificon, there was this little girl who was cosplaying as a solar sister from making friends oh, and it was cool. so cute that's I awesome was kind of mind blown that must be so cool to see 
Yeah, and actually someone else one time was cosplaying as, as Fred, a.k.a. Mannequin from Hench Girl. <laughs> She's had, like, bandages all over her, and she had, like, painted a cat onto her t-shirt because he wears, like, a cat t-shirt yeah. and had, like, blood everywhere. That's and I was funny. Like, this is amazing. Oh, that's funny. That's got to be, like, the greatest, like, kind of flattery that has to be out there when you see people doing stuff like that. Yeah, it was super cool. I She also, like, so there's, like, this device that they have called a timekeeper. Uh-huh. Um, which is like a it like controls time, and she made one like out of like a a pocket watch, and it looked awesome. And I was like, how how did you do that? That's cool, <laughs> huh? Yeah, those cosplayers can get pretty clever. I know, I'm, I'm amazed. Sometimes, yeah, it, it does get pretty amazing. <laughs> I would never cosplay because I don't know. I wouldn't want you know. It's it's nice to just be. I guess it, it Comic Cons. I guess it depends on if you want people to stop you and talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah posing a thousand pictures all day. What, yeah. What, what has been your favorite con so far? Um. Well, New York Comic Con, which I'm gonna be at this year. Nice. We'll, see you, we'll see you there. We'll definitely see you there. Yeah. Um. That's been the one where I've gotten. If anyone listening is like looking to break into comics, being an artist alley in New York Comic Con. It's been where I've gotten like 90% of my career traction, like in terms of meeting editors and stuff like that. Nice. It was, it's almost all been there, except for that one time in Emerald City where I met Scholastic. But then at the same time, I met them there and I kind of forgot to email them. And I had written my <laughs> script for Making Friends and I like was, I just like sat on it for like a year. And then I ran into them again at New York Comic Con. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I wrote this script. It's about a girl with a magical sketchbook. And they're wow. like, send it to us. <laughs> That's so great. I, I did. It, I, that even happened at New York Comic Con, but that's where I met Dark Horse, who uh, did the trade paperback of uh, Hench, Girl, Hench Girl, and it's also where I met Scout Comics. So that's great. Everything it's great for exposure there. there. Exposure and networking at that show is insane. Yeah, and it's actually really funny how I got into New York Comic Con the first time because it was just someone who was like a friend of a friend of my boyfriend that had posted on facebook being like oh no i need a table mate for new york comic con can anyone do this like last minute and i was just like me well he was like my girlfriend and he like forwarded <laughs> their info on to me that's and great so that, that was that was how i did it that time and then the next year i i didn't get in uh and what happened was adam hughes like got the flu like the day before and so they called up the guy who had given me the half table the year before and were like, can you come to New York Comic Con tomorrow? And he was like, sure, let me call Kristen and see if she can share my table. That's awesome. So it was like totally based off of Adam Hughes getting sick. <laughs> I swear I didn't poison him. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say I think some investigation is going to be going on when this, after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> is that the year I missed him? Darn it. <laughs> you have no proof. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, what's coming up on the horizon that we can look forward to from you? I I don't think I can talk about any of the new Ooh, books I'm doing, but okay. I literally have four, no, five books that I'm working on. No, not all at once, but, like, I have five books on the horizon. Oh, like that's exciting. Nice. I know. it's Well, it's almost like the amount is, I think, like, two is fun and exciting, and five is, is a little stressful. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just crank them out and deal with it as, well, well it seems as like happens. a lot of people want to want to work with you or get work from you so that's exciting yeah but the problem is when you write and draw it takes so much longer to do a comic 
I don't know. So uh, just email uh, Chip and tell him he needs to write one of them. <laughs> hey, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I see these like writers who have like five books coming out a month, and I'm like, that would be really cool. Like, imagine having that many things coming out so much. But I'm like, I just can't do it it's a lot of work yeah <laughs> that's awesome though all right so um do you have any questions for us uh, yeah. it's okay you don't have to you don't yeah. have to we don't usually do that yeah. so, someone pulled that on us last time and we were totally unexpected how to deal with it say like, whoa wait, wait i have a question for you guys like oh no <laughs> Go how ahead. do you like podcasting <laughs> uh we, we, we love it actually <laughs> yeah this would yeah this would be episode six 17 or something like that yeah 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 we've been oh, doing this since the beginning of the year it's it's been a fun experience you know it's timing wise is a little, a little stressful trying to coordinate everything but it's it's been fun yeah. yeah it seems really exciting to do a podcast you just get to talk to like comics people or whatever yeah, yeah. track down your heroes and, and interview them <laughs> and that's just it you know we you know we've we've grown to you know know a lot of these artists and writers you know some of them personally you know hanging out with them even outside of this world it's it's kind of a cool experience yeah just yeah. Get, just getting more involved with something that we enjoy doing as a hobby kind of like yeah. you know more more a part of it than you know kind of watching from the outside and if we didn't do this podcast we'd be talking about this stuff for hours anyway, yeah we, so. we, we just actually we used to do the same thing anyway we just never we never talked with anyone else and didn't record it <laughs> we'd be in a parking lot behind a comic book shop that's <laughs> a true story sir <laughs> Well, Kristen, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, and we would love to have you on again in the future. So uh, keep us in Oh, mind. yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> for those future my, projects. The, the thing I'm working on, I, I think they're going to announce it soon. So, you know, yeah, well, I'll have if, something new to plug in a, in a while. <laughs> absolutely. If it, um, if it comes out before we release the next episode, just let us know and we'll kind of uh, talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I will let you know. So where can people find you? online and um, stuff i am henchgirl underscore comic on twitter and instagram nice and awesome. that's basically it facebook <laughs> i don't check so it's fine don't be mad at me <laughs> if i don't reply to you i just facebook. started following you on instagram and it took me a while to find you because it didn't come up like i had i think i had to do it like a, a google search yeah well my last name is hard to spell and i made it henchgirl comic because i back Back in the day, I didn't fathom having more than one comic because I was just like, oh, this one's going to be so long. And then just like the years went by and I was like, I don't want to think of another thing. And my sister took Kay Gudsnuck. Oh. <laughs> thanks, Catherine. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, A lot of people do that. Thanks, thanks to my mom for giving us both the same first initial. <laughs> oh, sure. Blame mom. A lot yeah. of people do that anyway because I know recently I figured out that J like Jace Momoa, he, he his Instagram is Pride of Gypsy. Yeah, really? it's not even his name. <laughs> yeah, that's so you try to you know try to find his name and it's not coming up. You have to do that's a good way to hide from people. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> All right, Kristen. So we'll have to do this again. Thank you again so much. And uh, what when's the next show you're going to be at? Um, I'm going to be at Uticon in upstate New York in. Uh, in September and then after that Comic Con alright nice. so we'll probably see you there I don't think we're going to the Utica one <laughs> a bit of a drive <laughs> yeah, we'll, def we'll definitely stop by and okay. see you in New York yes awesome see you then uh, alright thank you so much Kristen bye bye, bye. 
All right, thank you, Kristen. That was an awesome interview, guys. She's, awesome. I, Wasn't it awesome, Bojo? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen to it. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> She's, she'll, she'll she'll tell us today as you're listening. To <laughs> she was actually quite fantastic. That was awesome. She was very cool. Very down to earth. Just, I really enjoyed talking to her. You know what's cool? I think she was, it seemed like she was into like a lot of the same comics and stuff that we read too. Yeah, which you was, could, you which could was tell. Cool. But it was cool because like we had, um, we, all, we all picked one book of hers to read, as we said. And, like, like you said, JJ, it's not stuff that we would have normally picked I up I would have never read that in a million years. But I'm so glad I did. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's, it's actually opened me up to now explore other types of books like that. Yeah. Um, I know she's into that. What's that? Manja? What's, manga. What's that? Manga. I'm, I'm not touching that. <laughs> That's a whole um, other thing. But, you know, I, I think this is open. It's an eye opener. It was an eye opener. Yeah. Good stuff. But so thank you, Kristen. Thank you, and we we'd love to have you back on. Yeah, I'm sure we will. So JJ, you want to talk about Billy Tucci a little? So Billy Tucci. So um, our good friend Billy Tucci, uh, who is uh, a comic book artist, writer, all those good stuff, and a local Long Island guy, um, and friend of Long Island comic guys, um, he is letting us announce um, his exclusive New York Comic Con book. Um, he is doing a she. 300 it's a it's an homage 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 mm-hmm. homage to the spider-man 300 book um it is looks fantastic i actually got to see a lot of it um and it looks fantastic um he's going to uh, have these at his booth at new york comic-con i think he's going to do two different i also agree they look fantastic thank you <laughs> is fantastic the word yes <laughs> have you heard about the word, the word fantastic Am I saying it too much? Am I saying fantastic too much? I say fantastic too much. Okay, because I say interesting a lot. (laughs) Um, So this is an interesting, fantastic book. Um, So you got to go to his booth. You got to pick this book up. I know that there's a lot of different covers out. A lot of different artists have done this cover. I've seen a spawn. It's a cool little niche thing to collect. It it really is. covers for that book or any book. And it's pretty cool. I mean, I I recently saw uh, Rick and Morty, Pickle Man, Pickle Rick, Pickle Rick, Rick, whatever. I don't even know this character. But there was one of him. Like it was, it was, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Rick turned himself into a pickle. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I I believe you. So (laughs) go to Billy Tucci's booth. New York Comic Con. These books, I think he said there'll be about ten bucks. There's gonna be a. I think he said there's two different. I think he's gonna have two different covers: a virgin cover and then a full color. Um, check this book out. It is fantastic. Yeah. Odds are we'll probably be hanging out with him there. So yeah, you'll we'll, see we'll, us there. yeah, you'll see us at his booth probably. Do we happen to know what booth? Like booth number? Not, not at the moment, but oh. we'll announce that at another time. Cool. Um, but yeah, and then stop by and say you heard of it from the Long Island comic guys yeah. maybe we'll get him to give you something special <laughs> I don't know I'm just BSing out of my mouth right now hear that Billy <laughs> Billy you listen um, so yeah nice. check that out so thanks Billy for letting us uh, broadcast that here nice alright so let's do one more announcement also um, another one of our buddies and former guest of Don't Feed the Geeks uh, Chris Campana had launched his chosen uh, a sword and sorcery epic adventure Kickstarter. Uh, I think it was launched about a month ago at this point. As we're talking, I think there's about maybe four days left today, three to four days left. He's met his pl- um, his pledge amount of his ten thousand dollars. His goal of ten thousand dollars, and now he's aiming for his stretch. So, the stretch for eleven thousand. And if I can bring up the activity here, I can tell you what it is. So, stretch goal number one. A eleven thousand dollars is a eleven thousand. A eleven thousand dollars. Un. What? Does, Does it have to be your bull? It's 
<laughs> it's just 11 th so, sorry it's, that's a tommy boy joke no. so <laughs> so should they hit eleven thousand fo um <sighs> followers sorry uh eleven thousand dollars all backers at forty dollars and above will receive a five page preview of a new comic book by chris and writer extraordinaire garrett gunn Immortalists will be hitting shelves sometimes in 2020. Nice. So I've also heard there's some other cool uh, stretch goals he's got set up. So if you haven't yet, you know, um, try to uh, contribute to this Kickstarter. I have myself. I bought the um, the mystery box, which I'm not telling you you have to do, but it's uh, pretty cool. I'll tell you what's in the mystery box. It's you get a, all the books, prints, an original page from the book, and some mystery items, which he doesn't want to reveal yet. <laughs> it's really cool. I love when you get those the mystery yeah, boxes. But there's all different tiers, starting from five dollars anywhere to. How much is the mystery mystery box? Uh, uh two sixty. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He puts really cool stuff in there. Yeah. So it, get the, the mystery you box. You usually yeah. get a couple pieces of art. You get yeah. one, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm not getting one of those. I apologize <laughs> I to Chris. I can't. I can't <laughs> afford that at this moment. But. <laughs> I will be getting one okay, of these. I'm going to be getting the regular Yeah, one. there's other items between 5 and like $125, and you know, there's different tiers in there, so you can get something pretty cool for pretty much any amount of money. Yeah. And Chris's stuff is fantastic. I mean, some oh of the books God. he's already put out, I love his books. Yeah. So make sure you, uh, you check this out, follow him. And again, he's another one that's going to be at New York Comic Con, so yeah. stop by his booth. Tell him we sent you. Tell him <laughs> yeah, we, we sent you. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some cool things here. Yeah. Good nice. stuff. All right, so before we sign off for the night... What have you guys been reading and watching lately? Bojo, go for it. Uh, I just read this this cool book called Batman the Long Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard us talk about it, or you probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't, go to YouTube and you'll see yeah. us talk about it. Um, yeah, so I, I actually I picked up my books this week for like the first time in three weeks. Uh, you got three. Yeah, a good pile. A little pile, a little pile. I uh, read the newest Batman issue, which we already talked about. Uh, I've been loving I've been absolutely loving the new Hickman X-Men books I know we talked about it a few weeks back in one of our early like uh, maybe two podcasts ago mm -hmm. two episodes ago yeah, but, yeah the, the the Powers of X and House of X are, are it's a really cool little series um, I'm interested to see where it goes they've got a, an interesting new hook on like it's an interesting new hook. They've, they've given a character who didn't have powers powers, and her powers are impacting the timelines. Hmm. Hmm. Riveting. It's, <laughs> it's cool. I'm not going to lie. She doesn't have powers. Uh, she's been dead for, for like 15 years in the comics. Moira McTaggart? <laughs> Wait, has she been dead in the comic books? Yeah. She... I'm sorry, I'm only in 1993. Oh. <laughs> I'm closing in on 94. S spoilers on like 2000. Sorry. Spoilers on like 2002. <laughs> it might be 2003. <laughs> All right, so I'm actually reading surprisingly a lot, considering we do a comic book podcast. <laughs> um, I am reading 90s X-Men. I believe I'm almost, I'm in December of 1993, so almost hitting 1994. Nice. And uh, I am also reading, I well, The Long Halloween. I also read it. Me and Bojo read that together. Ooh. We cuddled and read. We did. <laughs> uh, one of the, my, the favorite things I've been reading, though, has been the Spider-Man Life Story. Have you been reading any of those? I am waiting for it to be collected. It looked um, awesome. It's really cool. I like how they're actually using a real timeline. So he's getting older as we go along. So mm -hmm. they're in the... That's I, real cool. It, I think they've done up to the 2000s. So the one I recently read with 90s and 2000s, it's kind of like... 
50 year old Pete at this mm-hmm. point. I was like, this is pretty awesome. Um, I think Chip Sadarsky has been writing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bagley, I think, has been doing the art on it, or at least he did the art on the last one that I read, the 2000 one. So it's been uh, it's been pretty cool. The art's been great. Uh, the stories have been they kind of condensing like each decade of Spider-Man into one story. I don't want to give it away because it's a really good story, and I I want you guys to read it yourselves. I'm going to for sure. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend that. Probably the thing I'd probably most recommend right now, personally at least. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also started the first issue of Immortal Hulk. Nice. So yeah. I really like that. Uh, I'm gonna try and catch up on some of the newer stuff along with the yeah, X Men. And uh, so I like the first issue. I've only read the first issue so far. And I've heard really good things about the Venom. So I think I dropped off after like 160. So I just read 161. And I'm going to try and catch. So that's probably like volume three. And then who's doing volume four? Is it Donnie Cates? Donnie Cates has been doing the newest series. So like, I think I'm like four or five issues before his series starts. And then I'm going to jump into that. So Marvel Unlimited is what I'm using. And they seem to have like a three-month backlog. So I'll probably... Three, that's it? In about, I think it's three nice. to six months. It depends okay. on what it is. Because there's a cool. lot of Immortal uh, Hulk there already. Cool. So I'll probably catch up to you when you find out what's going on with Powers of X. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll read it. That yeah. sounds interesting. And I, what I'm also watching is I'm watching the original Master of the Universe Filmation series <laughs> because I want to be in the know on every single thing that happens when the new series drops. <laughs> and might drop again. <laughs> is, that, is that the one with, That's like, good with, with Lionel? Nice. You, you bet. You better get out of here. <laughs> that is also a fantastic series, but you know that's not massive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have not been reading much, but I have been reading a very early Journey into Mystery issues, as in Journey into Mystery number one, two, three, four, five. Wait, like the original Journey yeah. into yeah. Mysteries, yeah. like the like the that's the horror, horror stuff. Yep. Yeah, I am fascinated by that older stuff. From like the the fifties. Oh man, we could go off on this for a Dude, while. Dude, it is good. Not it is today. Like, not today. Not, not today. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, but each book is divided into. It has like five or six mini series in them, mini stories, and each one's its own self-contained horror story <laughs> that like has a really cool twist. And I'm I'm loving them. You know, oh. It doesn't feel like I'm reading something from the fifties or whatever it is. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's awesome. I have um. I don't have those old journey into mystery. I don't. I don't. Is this? Are you reading this on Marvel Unlimited? Yeah, they have them all. It's crazy. I, I have a some of the gemstone reprints of the like crime suspense stories and oh, the EC tales stuff? from the crypt and stuff. Yeah, oh my god, I love. So them. I have some of those, and like they they had they printed trade paperbacks and called them annuals. Mm-hmm. So there's like six issues in each of them. Um, they were all in like pristine, perfect condition. I only read through like one or two of them. They're good though. Like, but they are awesome. Yeah. You're gonna have to tell me how those are. I will. The, the journey into mystery. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. gonna try and get pretty far in them. That's so we'll pretty see. cool. Yeah, we'll talk about it next That's time. That's really cool. You should try and find like a little collection or something of them. Oh, we'll them. see. Yeah. How about you, JJ? What I've been reading. So uh, t- two things. I missed out on one of them last night, but I've been I've I've read um, the graphic novel from uh, the Billy Tucci Kickstarter that John Brolia oh, and the Billy Tucci Zombie Sama love the book. Art is fantastic. Nice. It's just a great book. If you guys get a chance to pick it up, pick it up. He'll probably have it at his booth anyway. Yeah. Both of them. Um, but the other thing, so I, I'm on my kick of uh, getting the full run of Aquaman volume one. Ah. So um, I've never read a lot of them. So what I started doing was looking for them on the uh, DC Universe app. Um, fortunately, they've got them all. Unfortunately, they don't have issue one. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got every single issue of volume one except the first issue. First issue makes no freaking sense so that's funny you gotta find that somewhere i'll figure it i'll figure it out i own a copy of it thankfully but it's sealed and i won't be able to read it but uh yeah that's what i've been reading nice watching wise just watched uh, uh swamp thing again 
with your, with uh, your with wife, my right? wife yeah nice. she loved it and that was it good stuff good stuff guys it was excellent this was better than last night. This was much better than last night. <laughs> this thing, it, this felt fun to me for some reason. Because we're, we're all hyped up from what we just did. I think I was stressed out because of that stupid Skype. Yeah. This we'll, is, we'll get that. For this was now. easier. Yeah. And it's what's nice is I got a poll in front of me. I don't get to see Tess. Yeah. So it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you haven't screwed anything out, up yet, Jim. So <laughs> no, no dirty looks to send your way. <laughs> Cool All deal. Right. So, um, I think that's about it, right? Yeah, I think like always, you know, continue to kind of hit us up. Tell us if there's anything else you want us to touch upon. Uh, you can follow us on, you know, social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at Li Comic Guys, at Don't Feed the Geek. So we're pushing a lot of the Don't Feed the Geek information specifically to our Don't Feed the Geek uh, Instagram page. We're working on uh, Twitter and Facebook pages for those as well. So um, interact with us, you know, it helps us and it also gives us an idea of like what kind of content we should put out there that, you know, people want to listen to. And Good that's stuff. about it. Good. Anyone else got Good anything? Are we, nope. we going to make a MySpace page? Um, we should. We have a MySpace for... page. That's the only one I really work on. <laughs> I, that's the one I spend all my time on. Yeah. I, we have we have a, a cool night nine group friend thing, our top nine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm just to Tom's yeah. still one of my top yes. nine. Oh, you are. What, what, what a noob. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, so at this point, we're going to go into until next time. Don't be the geeks!